Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of GivePod, Greater Vancouver's business podcast, where we explore the challenges and opportunities facing our region. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. You know, it is often said that small businesses are the backbone of any economy, and that is certainly true here in BC, home to over 500,000 small businesses. Which means, in a province of just over 5 million people, 1 in 10 British Columbians are entrepreneurs of some kind. October is Small Business Month, and to celebrate, our pillar partner, RBC, has sponsored the next batch of episodes. Today, we are joined by Nancy Wingham, co-owner of Nuez Acres, who believes beauty should be sustainable and eco-friendly, and with that goal in mind, has created an entire line of waterless beauty products. Welcome, Nancy. Hello, thank you so much for having me over. Well, let's start with your inspiration. So what was it that really prompted you to start Nuez Acres and talk about your journey into the beauty product industry? Um, Yeah, so I grew up in northern Mexico in a small town um, in the desert. Uh, The co-founder and my husband, Anthony Wingham, Um, He was actually the one with the idea um, as I grew up in a small farm, a pecan farm. So for me, uh, pecans were something um, just regular day to day, something that I saw and used. Um, So when Anthony came to my hometown, um, he was just amazed with um, pecans and um, everything that was being used for. So that's where the idea came from, uh, to create something that would give um, a little bit more value to the pecan, other than just using it as food. Okay, I have to stop you there, because when I think of pecans, I think of pecan pie, I think of pecans and salads. And you're right, I think of it as a food product. So how did you come up with the idea, you and your and your husband, Anthony, how did you come up with this idea to use it as a beauty product? Um, yeah, so the idea really came um, in 2018 when uh, the trade wars were happening uh, with U.S. and China. So the prices of pecans uh, just absolutely plummeted. And um, as I mentioned, the hometown I grew up in is a really large producer of pecans. So there was um, a lot of producers that were affected. And we're talking about very small producers where um, it's just small family farms. So they were really feeling the impact of the prices. So Anthony came and said, uh, maybe let's try to figure out something where, you know, we're not just waiting for somebody to come and just buy the crop um, of pecans. Uh, Maybe we could do something different. And it's just really started with a simple lab test uh, where we noticed um, all the minerals, vitamins, um, nutrients that the pecans have and that you can already find in, um, in skincare. So we saw an opportunity to do something in skincare, um, especially because pecan oil um, is now being used in skincare um, very widely at the moment. And when you say like a waterless beauty product, what does that mean? Is it just using the oil of the pecan then? Yeah, so um, the town I grew up in um, is a desert town. So we grew up with uh, very little water. Uh, it rains maybe one or two days out of the whole year. A little so, different than Vancouver. <laughs> exactly, yes. So 
um, the importance of water. I grew up with my parents, especially my mom, always, you know, saying, don't waste any water, collect all the water. Um, so that's something in the back of my mind. So for me and um, sustainability really comes um, just the water is so important. Um, and in US Acres, what it means is um, even our production, we don't use any water to extract the oils. Um, any of our products, they don't contain any water. So we are really conscious of uh, the ingredients that we use. They have to be oil soluble. Okay, so that let's bring us along the journey then. So from this small village uh, or town that you had in Mexico, now you're here in Greater Vancouver and producing this. You know, what is maybe your... Uh, the the kind of operational line and the supply chains of what you of how you get this to market. Yeah, so we get the pecans uh, raw shelled um, into our facility um, in Langley, BC, um, and then we use expeller press uh, to extract the oil, um, and then we do uh, the extraction of the oil and then blending with other um, ingredients, which is mostly essential oils. Uh, we are also very uh, proudly a zero waste company, which means we use 100% of the nut. So nothing goes to waste. And this comes really from being an indigenous owned company. We really wanted to make sure uh, we follow into the steps of using absolutely everything and not having zero waste. So we do the body scrubs with the pecan pulp pecan flakes that we get. Uh, the shells at the moment stay uh, back in the farm and they're being used as a fertilizer for the earth. I imagine being an indigenous owned organization, your values around sustainability has really driven the, the values in your organization. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's in the backbone of the organization. As I mentioned, um, zero waste, uh, sustainability, and then just uh, being honest with our consumers as to what the process is. Uh, we don't hide any ingredients. What you see is what you get. It's a fantastic story and there's more good news to come. But before we get to more of the good news, I think any entrepreneur who's listening knows that it can be a really tough road to get a business up and operating. What are some of the challenges that you faced and how did you address them? Uh, I mean, there's so many challenges <laughs> that come to mind and, you know, the, um, the landscape, um, economic landscape is just um, has changed so dramatically since we started uh, with just with the pandemic. Um, we started in 2020, um, two months before COVID hit. So Such a we difficult time. Yes, we were not prepared or like expecting um, to deal with that. But um, as a business owner, um, you're always just evolving. Uh, your business is always evolving. So the biggest, um, I would say to people, just ask for help um, and surround yourself with people that you can ask um, for help, especially with the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. I mean, you guys have been amazing with us. Um, oh, that's yeah. great to hear. Yeah, it's like great resources. Um, you have connected us with so many um, incredible organizations like the Trade Commissioner, uh, WBC, um, and I could just name so many other. And that is just um, invaluable to a small business owner. So maybe just pulling on that thread a little bit, this was through the TAP program or the Trade Accelerator program through our World Trade Center, Vancouver. So why, what made you get involved with that program? So um, Anthony was actually uh, referred uh, by another organization uh, because he, uh, we did the Indigenous TAP cohort 
Um, so we were at the point where we were um, thinking of exporting, um, doing a little bit more online exporting, uh, direct to consumer. Uh, so they offer us the opportunity to join and we just jumped into it. And um, it's been incredible. I mean, our business completely grew from that experience and um, connected us to many different organizations, as I mentioned, that have really um, helped us grow and expand the business, both nationally and internationally. And in fact, you got kudos for it, too. You won the Trade Diversification Award. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What are, how is it now for your company? You talked about the pandemic challenges, but I think about those small business owners like yourself and Anthony right now, where it's really clear that inflation and rising costs have been hurting businesses as well as families and individuals. But, you know, what, what kinds of things are you doing right now to address costs and inflation and labor challenges, a number of the issues that are facing small businesses right now? Yes, absolutely. You named you named them all. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the most important thing for us, I mean, because we are um, direct to consumer, we are really seeing the challenges uh, that Canadians are facing in terms of uh, disposable income because of inflation. So for us, um, has been really important just to be able to um, keep our prices the same uh, without raising them, just to encourage consumers. Um, to keep spending in our business. Um, also just being able to uh, get the message out of why our product um, is important as opposed to buying something else. Um, also offering the high quality, keeping prices low and just uh, being able to cut some cost um, to be able to you know, keep operating because as you mentioned, everything has gone up quite a bit. And you've been able to get into some new markets as well. Is that correct? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, we are uh, shipping to uh, many markets. Um, we have shipped to Italy, um, UK, Australia, New Zealand, um, US. Uh, right now we're working with the Trade Commissioner uh, to uh, connect with uh, Hong Kong buyers, um, which we'll be doing that next week and see where that goes. Congratulations. You know, I think starting any small business is tough, but I think about a small business like yours where it really is built around the values of sustainability. You know, what learnings could you pass on to entrepreneurs who might be listening and thinking about their own sustainable business? I think just do your homework um, in terms of um, your chain, uh, your raw materials, um, ensure that it, they're true sustainable, um, see how they're grown, how they're made. Uh, because the last thing you want to know, uh, you want to do is disrupt that um, once you have a product established. So, and also be honest with your like with your customers. Uh, we have made so many mistakes, and we just we are honest with our customers, and that creates trust, which is how do you address that then when you have made a mistake? Um, so we have different um, avenues of communications, um, emails, uh, social media, and just being honest with people say, hey, you know, we tried this, um, it didn't work so well. And this is what we're doing to fix what is not working. And we have had a great response to that as opposed to just trying to put it under the rug and hope that nobody noticed. Um, as I mentioned, that creates trust, which um, nowadays is so important, especially with um, small businesses. You have to foster the trust in order to grow. 
what would you say has been your biggest learning on this journey? The biggest learning um, for us um, has been really in terms of branding, brand identity. Um, I cannot tell you how many times we have changed um, either the packaging, the labeling, um, just figuring out uh, because as a small business, you don't have that initial capital to hire somebody that's experienced, right? That, and that can cost a lot of money, those kinds of branding cost, exercises. Exactly. Yeah. It, tens of thousands of dollars, which you don't have uh, to begin with. So, but that's something um, that it's okay. I mean, it's okay to change and evolve and do different things. The most important thing, and I always tell that to people is, just start, just start your business um, and then just evolve as you evolve because it's not always going to be the same. I think that's really important around just being flexible and adaptable. Exactly. Yes. So where do you see your business going? Uh, let's even just say in the next three to five years, what are your goals for your business? Um, definitely doing a larger U.S. expansion. And then uh, product uh, development. We really want to get into more um, an SPF formula for uh, next year, uh, which we see something that is really important, just protecting you and doing it naturally without the chemicals involved. And um, yes, so just keep growing and growing. You know, when I think about pecan oil, it reminds me of argan oil, which I came across when I was in Morocco a few years ago. So the oil of the nut being really important. Mm -hmm. Are there any concerns? Um, there seems to be a lot of nut allergies out there. Um, is your oil uh, allergy free or how do you... No, it's not an allergy free. Um, so the the nut allergy is something very um individual uh we have had people that are allergic to almonds but not pecans and they're okay uh -huh. using the product um and that comes with um educating the consumer um so we, and then translating that into our packaging so people are aware that um our product contains nuts so yeah, yeah. that makes uh, complete sense because uh nut allergies can be very specific or very broad Exactly. Yes. So it is. And then, I mean, that's why we um, communicate. We are a pecan oil base. So all of our products contain nuts. I would have to think that you're a big success story to your family and friends back at home in Mexico. What do they think about this? I mean, it has been truly incredible um, and difficult working with family. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, but you know, my, my dad has been, and both my dad and my mom have been incredibly supportive. Um, my dad has been in business his whole life. So he understands the difficulties of having a small business. Um, and he always reminds me, you know, there's always going to be ups and there's always going to be downs. So you just keep going. And also it's been incredibly to see him and like on the farm side grow, uh, now he um, he has a cracking machine where he's cracking his own pecans uh, before he used to take it to somebody else to do mm. that, uh, which means now that um, he has employed uh, five indigenous women in Mexico uh, that helps him with that side of the business. So it's it's been very, very incredible to do that. That's a great success story. Uh, so you and Anthony started the business uh, together just before the pandemic. And 
when you say that you want to expand to the U.S., you know, what kinds of support would you need to do that? You know, how big would you need to build your team, for example? So we are looking into hiring uh, two to three full-time employees and then definitely the trade commissioner service. Uh, we are very reliant on them uh, in terms of support and guidance on how to expand. Uh, definitely on the sales side, that is a um, full-time job. Um, and then we're trying to partner with uh, distributors. Uh, we are very thankful that our product or manufacturing side um, is already set up for growth um, in terms of machines, uh, fillings, and things like that. So the team itself, uh, we definitely need only about two to three people to start with and then grow from there. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. So as you know, the Board of Trade, uh, we advocate on behalf of businesses and particularly small businesses that don't have the capacity or resources to do this yourselves. Uh, and on the cost of doing business in British Columbia, we were produced a report in May which showed uh, a dramatic increase in the cost of doing business just over a two-year period. Uh, we saw an incredible increase of $6.5 billion being imposed by government on small businesses, particularly small and medium businesses. So if you had a message for government about creating conditions to help your business thrive, what kinds of things could government do to provide support, incentives um, to ensure that your business can continue to grow? Uh, yes, definitely. I think the financial side and the regulation side, I think um, in terms of regulations, um, they need to really take a look into and differentiate um, small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and then large corporations, which I think at the moment, everybody is put in a large pot, which doesn't fit as all. Um, and then financing as well. Financing is incredibly hard. Um, I think they should have um, micro loans for small businesses because um, it is impossible to get um, business loan uh, for a small business like us. Right. And you face challenges like that, did you, Nancy? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. I so micro loan would have made a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm talking about like $5,000 micro loan, right? From the business, I mean, from the government that could help so many, many, many businesses that uh, just be, keep the doors open. Yeah, it's really creating those conditions that can help businesses grow and then thrive. Yeah, and also too, I think the regulations, they need to really regulate um, the commercial um, leasing, the commercial rents, like how much they are, um, they're able to charge, right? Because we ha are seeing so many businesses that have been in the same place for 10, 15 years, and then they get evicted or the, the prices just go up so much for them um, in the leases, rents uh, for commercial buildings. And it's just not viable for small businesses. Yeah. And we found through uh, economic impact study that we did on industrial land, there's also just not enough of industrial zone land for businesses to expand. So yeah. another area that maybe you're not quite at that point yet, but hopefully one day you will be and you'll be looking at expanding your space and hopefully we'll be able to find space to do that. Exactly. Yes. 
So, Nancy, with our time almost at an end, I will give you the last word, um, inspiration for those entrepreneurs setting off, uh, think about where you were maybe in 2017 or 2018 with this uh, idea that you had to start your business, uh, beauty products based on pecans. You know, if there's somebody else out there who's struggling with their business idea, whether it's in the beauty products or in sustainability, what would you say to them? Um, right now if they needed some inspiration? I would say just start. Um, doesn't matter how you start, just do it. Um, once you do it, um, you will just be, um, and allow yourself to be flexible, to be open and just keep going. Um, it is okay to make mistakes um, and just be kind to yourself, to be kind to al- allow yourself to make those mistakes and continue on. And don't be afraid to ask for help because we all need help. Um, it really takes a whole village uh, to make a small business um, successful. That's great advice, Nancy. And congratulations again for winning the Trade Diversification Award. The Trade Accelerator Program through the World Trade Center is really helpful as you're looking to expand to new markets. And I hope when we talk again that I'll hear more about how you expanded into the U.S. and other countries globally as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Bridget. And that's the end of our show. Thanks for joining us. And thank you to our sponsor of Small Business Month, RBC. Tune in next week for the next episode of this series.